Welcome back to Marketing, Management, and Money with your host, Ryan Owens. And Ryan Murray. This week, we will be diving into a topic that I truly hope that every small business owner, uh, entrepreneur gets to experience, for better or for worse, hiring and training a new employee. Yeah, and... You know, it, it's almost like a rite of passage. It's it's you've arrived when when you've had that you know opportunity. It, I, I I ran into a uh, a friend of mine. She owns a business, and uh, you know, I hadn't seen her for eh, it's been probably a year, maybe a little bit more. And so I asked her how how her business was going, and she was so proud of what they had done and they really had done a lot you know the business is growing it started as just something that they her and her husband were doing out of their house now they've got you know some warehouse space that they're they're working out of and she's like and we've hired our first employee and nice. you know she was just super excited like to her that that was a big moment and it should be you yeah. know oh yeah for sure because you know, she has grown her business to a a step where she now needs additional help, and she's providing, you know, employment to yeah. other people. This is livelihood. It's you know, yeah. it's 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 a big deal. And so I was really happy for her, really proud of her, and uh, and and it got me thinking. Okay, what about that that leap? You know of uh, hiring that first employee. And and we actually talked about this in, in a previous right. episode. One of our early episodes, we talked about in thresholds. Yeah, crossing those thresholds. Yeah, and one of those thresholds being, one of those big thresholds being hiring your first employee. Yeah, and it's super cool. It's a, an exciting moment as a small business owner or an entrepreneur to be in that space. And so I'm super stoked for your, for your friend mm-hmm. that, that they got to experience that. That's awesome. That's exactly where you want this thing to be going, right? That yeah. you're developing. Yeah. Um, however, it, it can be terrifying too, right? I think that there's a lot of, or, or at least for me, there's, there's always that gut wrenching kind of, a, Oh gosh, yeah. I want to get this right because it's, it's a big deal, right? It, it, it is a big deal. And, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on that first employee because right. that really can shape the mm-hmm. whole direction of the company. But even if you're a company, you know, say you've got 20 people on your team and you're, you know, you're hiring that next person, they still have a lot of influence and impact on the whole culture of the company, the direction of the company. Yeah. You know, because you're dealing with such a you know the the numbers are not so huge that they're lost in the you know in in you know they're they're, they're not just floor 17 of some crazy <laughs> yeah, right you know it, it it's like no that this person is coming in they're adding to the company they're really helping to to shape this company so what are we going to tell our listeners what what are some of the things that they need to be looking out for when they're wanting to hire their, you know, first or 21st or yeah. 31st employee. Yeah. What are the big deals here? So for me, um, well, first off, for me, that feeling, I, it never goes away. For mm-hmm. me, that feeling is always there. I think that there are people that really hit their stride and make that their profession is selecting talent. Kudos. Because, uh, and, and maybe that feeling is still there for them. But for me... There's always that, like, oh, I got to get this right, and 
so what that does for me and and i found a lot of value in this is properly preparing to hire that position properly identifying what it is that you're trying to fill with this position right Mm -hmm. obviously you've you've expanded or created some sort of a need to the point where it's like we got to hire somebody and so understanding what it is that they're going to be doing helps you to be able to get that right yeah hire the right person and fill that position in the right way yeah the first time (laughs) and and i want to jump back to that thresholds example or episode that we had and in that one of the uh, nuggets of advice that we were recommending is that you want to actually push that threshold as long as you can. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't jump out and hire as soon as you think you need it. If right. you think you need it, say, "Okay, I think I need it." And then push that envelope mm-hmm. a little bit. And then say, "Okay, now I really think I need it." And Push that envelope a little bit and be like, oh, my goodness, we, we're, we're going to start dying if we don't get this. And push that envelope a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, there there's a lot of strategy behind this. And part of that is be slow to hire so that you get it right. Because mm-hmm. if you make the wrong decision, oh gosh, it, you know, yeah. It feels painful to say, oh, we need this position filled and it's been three months now, but it's even more painful to have the wrong person in place. And, you know, I mean, they can they can really pull the company in the wrong direction. And and so even though it feels hard to hold back to just, you know, delay, it's not really delaying, it's refining. Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm getting at is, um, as you push that envelope, as you push that threshold out further and further, you understand more and more of what it is that you need, Mm. right? What really is important for that position to encompass so that that burden can be lifted off your shoulders Mm -hmm. or, um, maybe you take that role and shift that person that you hire into the previous role that you, um, occupied. Right. Yeah. And, and so it, it forces you to understand the dynamic of what you need, you know, in such a way that, um, there's, there is strategy that's put behind it. There is a planning place for bringing this person on board mm-hmm. and understood that it, there really is needed and that it's not just like, yeah, I could probably <laughs> use that. Sure. Yeah. Which tends to happen. A lot. You know, they bring someone on and they're just like, oh, oh yeah. okay, uh, yeah, just just figure it out and we'll touch back in a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there there may not even really be a need there. Yeah. There's so much wasted spend and time that goes into the to hiring and firing employees that, yeah, it's just, it's nutty. Anyway, um, so I guess what I'm really getting at is if ultimately for me um, – there's that, that gut feeling of, Oh, I got to get this right. And so as, as it gets pushed further and further out, as I understand more and more of, um, and put more and more thought into what this entails, I, I'll, I'll write down a lot of those feelings and thoughts and emotions. And, um, eventually I build this documentation and, and I guess in a lot of ways that goes into what this job description becomes. But for me, 
that's just understanding, right? So I like to write down everything I can think of that is really important and refine that list and really understand what what this is for, right? And so that's my first piece of advice for anybody looking to hire somebody is, like you said, push it out, push it out, push it out, push it out. And then as you're doing that, be writing down why. What you, you know, actually need. Yeah. What is the, when you, when you get to that threshold and you're sweating, it's like, oh, why are you sweating? Well, because of this. Okay. Push it out. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I had a friend who was tasked with, uh, in his position, he was supposed to come up with job descriptions for everyone in his department. Mm, sucker. And, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so he Googled. Right. Oh yeah. He hopped on oh, Google my gosh. and he kind of like threw in some titles, and you know it pulled up job descriptions or examples of good job descriptions, and he did the copy and paste. Mm-hmm. They were completely empty. Mm-hmm. You know, just completely yeah. empty. And you know, in terms of meaning, right? yeah, I'm sure they were pages long. Oh but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so what you're suggesting here is you're saying, okay, when when there's a pain point that hits yeah. with the company and you're saying, oh my goodness, it would be so nice to have someone who could take care of this packaging and, you know, get it shipped correctly. It would be so nice if when we did travel that we had someone who understood how to do travel expensing and could do uh, mm-hmm. travel authorization forms. And, you know, oh, it would be so nice that when we did our social media that instead of just randomly posting whatever, that we had someone who understood how to target that social media and integrate it back to our website or our digital strategy or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so as you write that down and you come up with that plan, when you're talking to someone, so here's another thing. Okay. You get in, you've got the plan together. You start, you know, bringing in talent as a small business. I see, okay. It's good to network, but it's also dangerous to network because when you're networking, if you're limiting it to who you know in your circles, are you really going to get the talent that you need? Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with, hey, I happen to know this guy, but are you hiring them because they're going to fill in on all of those areas you've identified or are you hiring them because you know them and mm-hmm. you trust them and you know yeah. they might have great characteristics you know a lot of the worst employees i've ever seen are wonderful people <laughs> they're just really yeah. bad employees you know yeah. it's a wrong fit for them to be where they are yeah. and so you know as the uh, as as the business owner you have this responsibility to look beyond just your circle of understanding and right. go to, you know, maybe some recommendations that other people will have. And yeah. I, I don't know, it's a little bit risky when you start using some uh, online platforms, some online tools to, uh, you know, search for people because you're not getting as much. I mean, I do like the networking, but I like broadening it beyond just a, uh, okay, who do you know? But, you know, talk to, 
your management team, talk to your mentors, talk to your coaches, talk to whoever is helping you grow your business and say, who do you know? And, you know, kind of broaden that out. Yeah. So let me pull this back a little bit too, uh, because I know that there's somebody, oh, I know there are several of our listeners, I'm sure that are out there thinking, well, right now this is a, a, a solo venture and I'm looking to hire one person. You know what I mean? Because yeah. off, I, you know, you're in that position as a, a solopreneur, um, and you get to a point where it's like, okay, I don't need, I don't just need somebody to help me with, uh, what did you say? Travel expenses or something like that's ultra specific. Right. <laughs> but, um, they're like, I just need somebody to do everything. So can't I just hire anybody? Somebody who's just like, I can trust. Mm, yeah. Someone no. who's excited. Yeah. No, you can't, you still need to identify, you know, what exactly it is that they that they're going to be doing even if it's everything that you currently do you need to know and have detailed out exactly mm. you know break it down in categories if you need to i don't care whatever identify document list out exactly what it is that that person will be responsible for um, even if it's everything that you're currently responsible for just so you can duplicate that effort or move it to a new role or whatever it is um, take the time to do that and do it right because when you are out looking for that person, you're not just looking for somebody who's excited. You're not just looking for somebody who, you know, is willing to take a risk and jump in this venture right. with you. Um, you're looking for somebody who is good at specific things, right? Whether mm -hmm. that's multitasking or handling handling lots of risk while moving quickly, you know, not everybody's good at all these little nuances that exist within your specific venture, Which right? creates a challenge for a lot of small businesses. And mm -hmm. that is, it is so hard to compete on salary and especially benefits. Yeah. And so how do you bring somebody on like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's really fascinating if you look at where, you know, labor pools are trending, they're trending to companies that provide solid benefit packages. And as a small business, you just don't have access to those same benefit packages that some of these large, I mean, if you're competing against academia, if you've got a university in your town, university benefits are touted as some of the best benefit packages available. And there are a lot of people who will take a pay cut to go work for a university because they can get better benefits. Oh, and yeah. Benefits are a big deal. So mm -hmm. you've got to compete on other levels. Right. And, you know, for example, a lot of people want to work for a small business because of the variety. Like if you get into a large organization, it gets a lot more mundane, uh, a lot right. more routine. It's not as creative. It's not as energetic. And so there's a lot of people that crave that energy, that crave mm -hmm. that risk, that oh, yeah. crave, you know, making something happen. Well, it, it's funny that you bring up the, the academia side of things because I, so I feel like I'm that way. Like I crave that, that variance and just the agility and the tight knit small closeness mm -hmm. of, a, of a small company, right? Yeah. Small business. Um, and at one point I was totally super tempted by moving into that academia realm. And I feel like I very easily could have filled the spot that I was looking at. 
Uh, and I was looking at that, you know, benefits package and everything. And, and it was exactly that scenario. I would have taken a little bit of a pay cut, but I was willing to do so because of all of those benefits and everything. But mm-hmm. I, it, at the end of the day, I knew that I would have moved into that position and either moved right back out of it, or I would have had to like, my soul would have died, <laughs> shriveled up and, you know what I mean? Not that we think that anyone in academia has no, <laughs> no soul. That's true. I totally just portrayed that in a horrible way. <laughs> I, I I apologize. I digress. Oh, our listenership just went down. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I formally apologize. But, but do I need to hold a press conference? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but seriously, there are a lot of people who want risk and there are a lot of people who want stability. Yeah. And right. if you're a small business and, you know, people are looking for stability, you probably shouldn't be trying to convince them how wonderful your company is and exactly. how it's growing. And on that front, here's another thing that uh, you know, kind of a, a a caution that I would put out there. A lot of small businesses they try and attract talent on the promise. That's what I was just going to start talking about. <laughs> yes. well, you, you know, that's funny. <laughs> if, 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 if as the company grows, you're going to grow with it. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, you know, and the problem is, is people that are talented, they're going to see right through that. And you know, if they're helping the company grow, but they're not getting the compensation <laughs> for it. Yeah you know, a year into it, two years into it, they're going to bounce. They're going to go find yeah. some other opportunity. And so you better not overpromise. And it's hard because you're trying to sell your vision of your multi-million right. dollar company that today is worth a hundred thousand dollars. And you're trying to sell that vision. But at the same token, if you sell that vision too well and you know, Everyone who comes on board is expecting, you know, ownership in a multi-million dollar company. And three years down the road, you're worth two hundred thousand, but it's not multi-millions. Yeah, you know, you're you're gonna get yourself into trouble. Yeah, well, and I feel like you you talked about people that uh, would avoid that situation because they're skilled, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that they're avoiding it because they're skilled, but <laughs> probably because they've learned that lesson the hard way. I know I certainly have. Yeah. Delved into an adventure that's, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to make so much money. (laughs) Right. You're going to be sipping Mai Tais in Cancun for the rest of your life. It's brutal. (laughs) Brutal, brutal. (laughs) No, I think that's a great point, though, um, that there's so many many unique benefits that small businesses can offer um, and – and way too often they try to compete on the same fronts that big businesses do with right. those benefits and everything. But that's there's a whole other demographic of people who don't necessarily care about those big business benefits. They, like you said, they crave those small business benefits. And so as you tout those as a small business, you say, you know what? Yeah, we can't quite pay as much. We don't have as great of a benefit package. Maybe you don't say that at all. What you say is we're super agile. Yeah. And your, if you enjoy your each day to be a little bit different, if you ha- enjoy handling multiple types of responsibilities, mm-hmm. this is for you. If you want to actually use yeah. your skill set to its full capacity. Yeah. If you want to have experience or opportunities to grow, 
You know what I mean? And so if you highlight those things as a small business, you are attracting that top talent that will fit your business, Mm -hmm. right? That isn't going to be somebody that should end up in more of a big business realm. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about it. Let's let's say hypothetically that the uh, you know the business they've taken their time, they were slow to hire, mm-hmm. they put down everything that they need this person to do, they've uh, filled the position, they feel confident with the position. So, two questions. Okay. Question number one is, what should they do to train this individual? And question number two. How long should they do as a trial period? <laughs> and I know that it depends, but put put some no, framework no, 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 around no. this. I'm just I'm I'm laughing because they're great questions, and nobody does them. Nobody <laughs> nobody. Yeah, it, nobody trains. I don't know. Nobody but, trains their people, and nobody gives them enough time to figure it out. It's like you drop somebody at a position. Or I, I've seen, I guess I digress. I've seen it all too often where uh, an individual gets dropped in a position and it's like, okay, go. Why aren't you moving? Go. <laughs> right. Do it. Hurry up. Now. Or, well, or they only, start moving and it's like, what do you think you're doing? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> well, I've only been here two weeks. It's like, jeez, calm down, man. <laughs> I need you to make things happen. We brought you on to make things happen. Yeah. What are you doing making things happen? I thought you were a salesman. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> now, uh, so... Again, this comes back to uh, taking time to understand what it is you're hiring somebody for. Uh, Once you have that down, you'll know what you need to train them on. And then take the bloody time to train them. I know. Oh, my gosh. I, out of all the companies that I've consulted with or worked for or whatever, it's, it's a rare occasion that there is actually... A formal training process. I mean, and I'm saying like a well-developed, thought-out, purposeful, intentional training process mm-hmm. where this employee not only gets time to be brought in and build themselves or, or, or be built into this this company culture and this, these, this process and whatever, but they're also given the guidance, the the well thought out guidance to be built into that right it just doesn't happen and it's such a shame because so many good fits walk out the door end up quitting or get fired or whatever because and for that simple fact that they haven't had the proper integration into this beast that you've created as an entrepreneur you know what i mean yeah and so it's super super critical to have that formal training process in place. And that, again, if you take the time to figure out why you're hiring for this position, that becomes super easy. So do you know, and I don't believe that, uh, so I'm going to talk about McDonald's. I don't believe that they currently are doing franchise options right now. They shifted a couple of years back with, uh, you know, a little bit how they uh, are offering that. But if you wanted to get into a franchise, a McDonald's franchise, you had to work full time at the franchise doing every single level of the position before you could even buy one. Hmm. And no, I it, didn't know that. It, it, it was crazy. So uh, I, I had the opportunity to talk to a guy who he had purchased 
this McDonald's franchise, and it was great. He quit a six-figure job to, uh, you know, purchase. And, you know, as you hear his story, he's like, yeah, I was sitting there flipping burgers, not even getting paid because he's going through training. Yeah. Questioning, did I just make the biggest mistake of my life? You know, man. And... And he went through the process. It worked out really well for him, and he was able to, um, you know, he was able to purchase his franchise. At the time that he, uh, I was talking with him, he actually owned five, uh, making a lot of money. Oh yeah. And you know, these successful companies understand the importance of training their people, making sure that their people, you know, know what they're doing, start to finish, understand the nuances. And, and, and taking the time. And so and I and I think that that's key right there is you take the time to do it. You've got to give them a fair shot. Mm-hmm. You've got to allow them enough time, even even after they're trained. Right. Like you have your training period of, of a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever, how long, however long that is. You've still got to give them time beyond that mm-hmm. to hit their own stride because everybody's going to do things different. Right. Yeah. So you got to give them that time to to get themselves up to speed even after you've quote unquote already gotten them up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes time. So you've got to be prepared for that. That's got to be part of your planning and your process with bringing on a new employee. And it's difficult when you feel like the reason you're bringing them on is because you don't have the time to get to what you need to anyway. And now you got to take extra time to train them. Yeah. But it's the right way to do it. It's you've got to get in there Set aside the time. Have that plan. You know the 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 whole job description that you were talking about earlier that you need yeah. to you know specifically formulate off of that job description. You need to look at each aspect and say, look, this is how I want this done, and I'm going to sit down with this new employee, and I'm going to make sure that she understands everything and that she's doing a great job because she's valuable to me. But I got to invest in it on the front end. And so with that, uh, we're going to wrap up for this week. But, you know, I encourage you guys so much to just take the time. Hiring is a big deal. Making the wrong hire can ruin a business, but making the right hire can really grow the business. And so, you know, get out there. Don't be afraid of it, but have a plan. Take the time. Do it right. And join us next week. Thanks, guys. 